Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 92, episode 2 of Dare Daily Zeitgeist! A production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries mm. and fuck Fox News. Fuck it's about. Tuesday, July 23rd, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka O'Brien. Take a look at the site. It's a lot like poo. <laughs> I need someone to guide me the whole path through. Uh, that is courtesy of Christy Yamaguchi, man, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Oh, I want a daily podcast, I want to feel the heat from the hot takes, yeah, I want the daily zeitgeist with somebody named Miles G. Okay, I'm dancing with somebody like Whitney Houston. Somebody who? Somebody, somebody who? Uh, uh, what was your tune? Uh, also, that was from Soltis Hannah. Hannah Soltis. Uh, mine was you supposed to be know. Old Man by uh, Neil Young. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Ben. Like I said, I don't need the I don't need the crutch of background music. Everybody could tell what I was singing. Yeah. No, I I'm by just... me hitting every note. <laughs> uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the very faces on Mount Zeitmore. He is Mr. Billy Wayne Davis. Hey guys. Hi. Hi. It's Billy Welcome. Way Day. Happy Way Day, everyone. Old man. Is that, is old that man, take a look at my life. What's that watch you got on? It looks fancy. I don't know if it is. Or it looks like it does a lot. It gives you a lot of information. Is there a barometric pressure reading I think on it's there? supposed to give me a lot of information. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know how to take any of it in. But. Diving watch. No, I don't think it. Uh, nope. No. <laughs> Got it wet this weekend. It, it has a compass. I know how to use that. And then it switches time zones pretty easy. That's pretty cool. And then when I light it up on stage, I can see it very quickly. Oh, I thought you had like a bit oh, involved. Yeah. In. No. Like you write 8008 on it and it says boobs. 7734206, go to hell. Yeah. Hey, we're giving away... Free material. This here, is all right? hacked shit. Just the Russians math got us. Nerds. Look <laughs> 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 yeah. at these nerds, dude. Yeah, I was a math major, as you can tell. As you can tell. Uh, look at that. Boobs. <laughs> or boob. Up Blat to you. Owl. I don't have a calculator. <laughs> Fair. Uh, <laughs> Fair. Well, we are going to get to know you cool. a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we are talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about some coming attractions that have the zeitgeist zeit gushing, ladies and gents. Uh, we are going to talk uh, the LAPD infiltrating left-wing groups. Not so much right-wing groups, huh? Yeah. Uh, some economic warning signs, according to Elizabeth Warren. Uh, some Mueller time 2.0, uh, looking ahead at that. And Wilbur Ross's general demeanor uh, oh, in meetings. No. And <laughs> Very energetic. Uh, it involves him not just falling asleep in meetings, but drooling, waking oh, up, on. and wiping the drool Leave off his alone. face with his tie. I'm not... That's not me saying that. That's people who work for him. That's power. Um, that is there. power. That There's is a power, power move. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> is uh, there any more entomins? <laughs> I agree it is a power move to pretend you're sleeping during someone's presentation. Wow. Oh, yeah. Snore really loudly, <laughs> but uh, to actually fall asleep. You that's, know a, how, that's a villain, man. Yeah. <laughs> But how like fucked up that is? We're like, you know, he's faking it, right? Like, watch him. He'll open his eyes to make sure. Like, 
They <laughs> see? No? Fuck. Uh, we're going to talk about Disney Airlines, uh, which is something that might happen, as well as uh, the Jesus. Lion King, which just uh, blew up the box office, Bafobio, over the weekend. We're going to talk about some of the messages it sends and some of the messages sent by Disney uh, films in general. Sex. Sex. Well, the, the costumes in the, in the yeah. new Lion King are, are incredible. They're so cool. <laughs> and then like Cats comes out and they're like, look what we did. And Disney's like, have Oof. you seen our costumes? <laughs> have you seen ours? Yeah, the costumes are really good. Uh, and the Andy Serkis is acting and really good. <laughs> Donald Glover, stuff. yeah, he put on a lot of weight for that role. <laughs> He's way more impressive than we gave him credit for. I don't know. And we give him a lot of credit. <laughs> we give him so much credit, <laughs> uh, but... But first, Billy, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? I'm searching for a 2009 hybrid escape uh, hybrid battery. Oh, wow. Um, I don't want a new one because that that'll be this w- worth as much as the truck is. Mm. But I do want like a refurbished one for like a couple years because I think if I can get a couple more years out of the thing, it'll be. I really got How more, hard are they to way get? more than its money <laughs> worth out of it. Nice. They're not hard to get. They're oh, okay. like two grand though for a brand for a new, new one. one, and that's about what. Couldn't the tr- you, but you've been looking for maybe like if a junkyard maybe has. I'm gonna go around one. to a junkyard. Yep, that's probably that's 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 the move. That seems sometimes to be you the go option. junking, man. Yeah, no, I get don't mind junking. junking. I love man. it. Yeah. I love to go to antique stores and stuff like that. So it's just another level of that. And then you get to haggle. You got any leads? Yeah, there's a couple. I almost got one out of Wisconsin on eBay. Yo, I bet you Zeitgang. That's why I said we'll it fucking here. Come I'll be through. honest. That's yeah, why. No, it's trust smart me. people. I, I've I gotten plumbing advice, mm-hmm. fucking homeowners insurance advice. Uh, this is about the hive mind. Yeah. Zeitgang, if you know where to locate a battery for a hybrid Ford Escape. I want to spend like five or 600. Boom. Right. Hit them up. That's like the investment I'm trying to make. Yo, and if you put if, if you not, put Billy Wayne together with that battery, we'll put you on Mount Zeitmore, the Zeitgang edition. Yeah. First but time. do not steal well, actually, it no. from your neighbor's no. car this we already time, have to, guys. Yeah, yeah. And no, we, we don't need any tell, catalytic yeah. converters. We I don't need, need any like more direct, catalytic Just converter. point me in a direction. Right. And let me know like what is a ripoff and what's not. I think yeah. I just need more information because everywhere you look, it's just... It's all just different enough that you're like, ah, it all seems a little shady if I yeah. didn't know what I was doing. Right. Right. Well, see, uh, that's good though too that you're sort of like, wait, the most most bang for my money, more for my bizuck, is just to get this new battery in rather than I think most people would be so disheartened they'd be like, all right, here we go, new car now. No, it's driven my wife a little crazy how long I've taken to do this. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so yeah, we're in. Yeah. No, it's over time right now. Well, I've been on the road enough. Right, but it's to be able to like, like I can excuse it because it's not every day I need it. Right, right, right. But I've inconvenienced her a couple more times than I should have <laughs> to where, like, when she gives me shit, I'm like, ah, that's fair. It's yep. totally fair. Billy, what you got to do is you got to value your time by the hour. How much am I worth hourly? And yes. Then you well, need that's, to think about- yes mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. Like, Well, and I don't go on the road for a little bit for like the next month or so. So it's like, Oh, I gotta take care of this quick. <laughs> All right, so was I getting help out? Yeah. You only uh, a month. What is something you think is overrated? Uh, cable news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, actually, just cable in general. Let's just go cable. Cable, like the collected packaging yes. of cable yes. channels. Cable television is overrated. What yeah. about it? What about it? It's how they package it and sell it, and how they've created. Like a monopoly, I think it's overrated because Hulu and some of these other 
streaming things have really shown a light on because we have so many options. In the beginning, cable made sense because right. it was like just these channels. Now we can watch anything. Yeah, it's too much. So now streaming, boom, right there. Yeah. I've watched sports on Hulu Live. Oh, wow. It's it's changed the whole thing. I don't have cable. <laughs> it's, I, yeah. Like I've, even your like regional things you want to see? You can find it. Because you can get everything, right? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. It's... I suggest so it's it. a good product. I've not done. It's a good yet. product. Uh, just, what's what's the introductory it. rate on that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Hulu is advertising with us yeah. right now. This is not good. <laughs> we should not be doing this. Uh, but is so just cord cutting, like in general, uh, sports was always the argument against it. But it seems like that's that's gone now. Yeah. Well, if anything, cable companies should just wisen up and just put everything like on the internet basically right. to stream everything because mm-hmm. then you don't need to wait for somebody to pull up to your house and install cable and then like dance around like do they do y'all still do black boxes or magic cards in the, right. in the direct mm-hmm. tv yeah my one friend had a small pc tower that he would run off of uh direct tv to get any channel he wanted and for like 50 bucks mm-hmm. he would hook you up with it too he's like i just need a power pc man that's awesome get this thing fucking that's, every channel that's a good friend I yeah, do wonder. Did. I do wonder. <laughs> well, if, I do have fiber now. I got AT and T to come to the house and do fiber, and that changed everything. Too. Oh, really? Yeah, that. Fiber oh, because now you have like Wi Fi or yeah, the well, whole the like in house yeah. streaming. Like, there's not. There's it never stops. Ugh, it's crazy. Just open the fountains of information. And, and was I was paying? Now I pay less for better cable for better internet. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, stuck. I don't work for any of these companies. I'm it's stuck. Just a fact. Yeah, well, because in LA you only have two options usually. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want Spectrum or do you want AT and T? Right. Yeah. And yeah. then if you're lucky, you might have fiber or you AT&T might have FIOS fiber. or That's something. But yeah, but they don't have fiber lines everywhere. Oh right. yeah, in no, their I got service yeah. area. And yeah. like, I remember the old spot I moved to. There was people in like in like the trees. I thought some some fucking somebody. Oh, was when climbing they came, up. yes. And I was, like, was like, I'm like, hey, what I you did doing? AT and T, man. We're putting in a fiber line in a couple months. I'm like, fiber? <laughs> fiber? Fiber. That's and how I found out about it. Yes. Because yeah. I was suspicious too. I was like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, exactly. Right. Peeping Tom. Which could be a great way to just disarm suspicious people. Like, we're putting in a fiber line. You're like, oh, great. Okay, do whatever you got to do. Right. Keep, if you need to keep... walk on anybody's property, just put like a gas person's shirt on and walk right. in a hurry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I With never, purpose. I never stop them. Purpose will do a whole, a whole lot for you. All right. What's something you think is underrated? Underrated? America. Hell yeah, Fuck man. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't mean that like in a rah rah way. I mean, like, I go see it a lot. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Yeah. yeah. I was in Texas this weekend, and the thought kept occurring to me that this is like going abroad without needing a passport. Oh, without Texas a doubt. is a complete other country, totally different culture. Like the landscape, just like the space between things is the different. Space between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about the DMB the whole time. Hell yeah. Uh, but Hell yeah, yeah man. I went to a wedding uh, two hours outside of San Antonio, and they had like 180 acres. And he was like, "Yeah, we only have 180 acres. Mm-hmm. That's only. small, man. Yeah. Most families around here they have like 100,000 acres or so. Oh. It's just <laughs> insane they, well, amounts they, of space. They measure it in like." I forget the way, like Rhode Island. No, <laughs> that's where I was at this weekend. Uh, oh, that were was you? The, yeah, it was one of the jokes. I was like, your, your Capitol building is insanely large in comparison to the size of your state. <laughs> right. Yeah, mm. 
I get a pretty good life. <laughs> Takes up a quarter of the state. It's like, is it so you could see the whole state from the top? Of it? <laughs> <laughs> like, He's right. God damn, our state is small. Give him our money. Give him our money. That's how comedy works. <laughs> Where else did you see though that got you thinking? Damn, man. I was in New York City for uh, four or five days. Um, Underrated. That's another thing I looked up. You want to do a Google search? Uh, I looked up. Jeffrey Epstein's New York residence address. Oh, yeah. Because I went and saw it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Like, I like to go see where it, because it becomes more real mm-hmm. when you I can actually see, sure. like, what was, like, oh, this is a real place where this dude was doing this terrible stuff. Right. Because, you know, it becomes these, you know. Mystified. Dece- yeah. Yeah, less abstract. But it's also, you know, they also make it seem like it's this crazy place, but it's not any crazier than any of the other crazy fucking mansions around Central right. Park there. They right. all look uh, fucking I, is insane. Is it just because it gave they had that designation that it's like the, the most biggest. expensive right. yes. or whatever? And yeah. I think it does go a little pretty deeper and it's bigger than the rest cuz the rest right. of the stuff around there is like how it's like apartment buildings and this is just like one yeah, home, which is crazy. Yeah. But everything around there is insane. Yeah. So, well, well, after this, yeah, uh, Billy Wayne and I are going to go to Homeby Hills to check out uh, where OJ used to live. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Homeby Hills. Yeah. Uh, over, and they tore his house down. Yeah, yeah, but we're, we'll go and just kind of take it in. Yeah, and then you can, the Brentwood apartment building. Yep. You can still go by I there. think they have actual tours of that. I'm sure I was going to say, like, someone's... You, because there's like making money off like that. the macabre yeah. Hollywood thing. Like this is where this we walk a block silver screen here. person <laughs> yeah. and get on a tour that could probably take <laughs> right, exactly yeah. uh, very this is specific the, tours. The hotbed of all the shittiest tours. <laughs> Do you want celebrity murders <laughs> or musician tragic deaths? Those right. are two different tours. Oh yeah, different directions. Yeah, yeah. But I used to live right around there and like found out during all the 25th year anniversary OJ. Hoopla that was happening. Uh, I would like kind of put together where, like, the part where he is like peels out from the murder and like people see him like driving on the wrong side of the street or like in his white Bronco and he's like flying and he like tells someone to fuck off or something. That's Whoa. like one of the eyewitness accounts was like this intersection that like I had always driven through to get to work. It's the OJ Simpson fuck you intersection. Right. It's OJ Simpson. But it's just like a nondescript intersection. History, man, it's he all was around. bad at murder. I mean, that's debatable if we're going to be honest about right. it. I mean, good at murder, bad at... He just was not subtle, it didn't seem like. To this day, not very subtle. To this no, day. No, he's not subtle at all. Nah. Don't wait. I haven't yeah. checked in on his Twitter. I want to see what his political takes are. He said, hey, we can talk <laughs> about anything on here. Oh, <laughs> hot damn. Uh, and finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Uh, Doritos are of this world. That's mm. a myth. Yes, they, <laughs> they, they landed here on an world. asteroid. It's not. They're not real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You like Doritos? I do. That's why I can't eat. Like, it's like the perfect amount. Perfect amount. Yeah. <laughs> Could you eat a like a family size bag? Without a doubt. Like, and when like some good queso or something like that. Oh fuck! You <laughs> double up. Come on, man. We're, Yo, I like that. Come on, man. You're looking. If we're gonna sin. Right. You know, I just don't want to fully eat. dive in. Yeah, we're not just going to have oral sex. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. Let's breach the castle walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nacho cheese Doritos with uh, 
Green Mountain Gringo Salsa is one of my favorite oh. combos. What's Green Mountain Gringo Salsa? Medium. Uh, it's just a salsa that I really like. Where Do they and, sell it here? And yeah. That's it. Like Ralph's. Yeah. Oh, shit. It's just one okay. of my favorite salsas. Does it say Gringo on it? Yeah. Awesome. Well, at least I they know. know. <laughs> yeah. It puts like, off anyone who wants salsa. <laughs> right. Like, Gringo, mm-mm, we don't mm-hmm. want that. I'll um, take it. Give it to me. There was actually, on uh, that food blog, The Takeout, they posited the question to their staff, is is it uh, nacho cheese or Cool Ranch, the superior Dorito? I got to go. And they were deadlocked. Cheese. Nacho cheese. Because mm. I think Cool Ranch gives you such a weird feeling in your mouth, like tasting your mouth afterwards. The yep. zing? Yeah. The That's z- what we call the zing, Jack. Right. The zing ends up at... Like maybe three minutes after you've eaten it, making it feel like you've sucked on a battery or something. No, like yeah, like warhead. Little, like... To me, the proper way to eat the Cool Ranch is in the sandwich itself. Yeah. Oh, that's as true. a sandwich accessory? Yeah. Well, like inside the sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Accent. Yeah, because what kind like of you sandwich said, it's with too Cool Ranch Doritos? Fucking anything. Subway, anything you'd put ranch on, bro. Yeah, anything right. you would eat it with, like any kind of sandwich you would eat it with, you just put it in there. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm always nacho cheese, but then I have Cool Ranch, and I go, you know what? This one isn't bad, too. That's like chocolate and vanilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need you kind of need Every vanilla Every you do chocolate, and you're like, oh, shit. Vanilla, hey. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. vanilla bean, hey. Oh, hey, vanilla bean. Hey, all right. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> A new show, Snack my, That reminds me, my wife did this bit. Cause she was, she, cause I like vanilla, and she was like, "You're like a psychopath. Like, <laughs> like, why are you just eat the vanilla?" And she was like, "That's pretty fair. I'm gonna do it on stage." I was like, "I wouldn't, cause I think I'm pretty normal." Right. <laughs> and she did it, and it bombs. <laughs> I was like, "I think there's a reason. It's one of the popular flavors." Right. Right. Yeah. And she People. was like, "I didn't think. I didn't tell her that. I was like, this is gonna be funny." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Could you just wait to do that until yeah. I'm yeah. around?" Uh, so funny. That's awesome. Uh, well, guys. I like a good coming attraction uh, mm-hmm. as much as the next guy. And uh, <laughs> due to Comic-Con and just the time of the year, uh, there's a lot of different trailers coming out that the zeitgush is is going down with Whoa. the Toms. Hanks and Cruz back in familiar terrain with a couple trailers and also Blade uh, is back. No trailer, though. No trailer, no, they don't but just trailer. casting. I heard yeah, Mahershala really Ali pitched himself to them to be Blade. Or yeah. he brought the idea up. He's like, I'm Wesley Snipes without tax problems. Right. <laughs> and with incredible gravity. I wonder if you think that would bring like salty mm. Wesley Snipes out? I, I wonder like, if Bull, he's... this bull, this ain't Blade, <laughs> this is bullshit. Like... <laughs> I think he's moody. So like one day we might hear from him. Right. The next day he'd be like, no, I'm going to be in the movies. They're going to be pretty great. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like... <laughs> oh, right. He'll make a stink to get cast. Maybe there'll be a scene where Wesley Snipes gives Mahershala Ali the sword or something. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they're in that club and it just turns to blood and then everyone disappears. It's just them. Yeah, right. My favorite thing about that, Blade yeah. is a story from the set of Blade that uh, Wesley Snipes, somebody overheard Wesley Snipes say to somebody, uh, some motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> and just like said that off the top of his head. It wasn't like a saying he had. Oh, wow. Uh, that's just how Wesley Snipes He's talks. a visionary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you like of the, did you like the Tom... Cruise. All right, let's talk Top Gun. Let's yeah, talk. Can we Tom. talk about Dude, it? Let's talk Turkey. I yeah. love Top Gun. Uh, I mean, I, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. 
Because, because of Top Gun? Gun? Yeah. No, my uncle was a fighter pilot in Vietnam, so I already okay. knew it was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Oh, and your badass uncle? Yes. 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 From yes. your live show? Yes. Uncle? Yes. That man. <laughs> Shit. Yes, that man. Yeah. So I already knew it was a possibility, and then that movie came along, and it made it look, you know, it makes it look so yeah. cool. But it's not that cool, you guys. It's so much math. Right. I right. uh, forget it. Well, yeah. well, and Jack, you have to be you know, in the Jack is a mathematician right. with his exactly. calculator trick. Yeah. You also have to like be in the military. That was literally the reason I didn't do it. Right, because you, you have would to, have to enlist. Yeah. Right, they don't. They don't just let. They don't just civilians. They don't cruise beach volleyball courts. It's just <laughs> hey, man, don't be a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, yeah, you. Ha- they end up. You have to do like bad stuff once they train you, and you're like, ah. Right. And I have to listen to people that are dumber than me. Yeah. Did uh, you like the trailer though for the new one? I have some questions. <laughs> like what? Why is he still playing that piano? Right. <laughs> Why are they doing that? Why'd he pull the the bike out? Why'd he pull the bike out? Do you see him? He's on the, the motorcycle? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you do that? Why are <laughs> well, you doing that? I guess, yeah, they I, maybe they really had to hammer like all those references down right. to get people to be like, yeah. Because the second I saw the jets like flying around, I was like, Oh, that's all like, cool. There's an F-18. Yeah. Those, are, those things are amazing. Yeah. As soon as I saw those, I'm, I'm like, I'm in. Right. Someone's like, someone told me, they're like, no, Tom Cruise is really flying the jets this time. <laughs> that's and, not true. And I don't think it is, but I'm going to keep spreading that. There is that right. one shot, though, where he goes inverted, and I, it looks pretty realistic. I'm sure not he's in there. Not that he's in that, like, flying in an actual F-18, but well, he if, can do that. If it is at all... Uh, legal for them to let him fly one of military those hardware, right? He was definitely flying, that yes, because he is that motherfucker. Who or, yeah, that. this has all been leading up to him to steal a military jet and just fly it off like to his own random. Spot. I told you his entire career, okay. awesome. the, the most expensive shot in movie history was uh, from Vanilla Sky. It's him sprinting through Times Square, uh, when it's completely empty. Uh, it, they had to shut down all of New York City at like five in the morning just to get like Times Square completely empty for that shot. It cost them like a million dollars for a minute, and it was for a dream sequence. It was just Tom Cruise just wanted to run through Times Square while it was completely empty. empty. Like that's his whole his whole career is an excuse for him to do shit that like he saw in a dream. Right. But that was Kubrick something. too, right? No, that was. Uh, oh, Vanilla Sky was in. Vanilla Sky was the dude who directed Jerry Maguire. Because I was just like, Cameron that's Crow. also some Cameron like, Crow, Kubrick yeah. shit. We're like, yeah, let's do that. Right. That's hilarious. Yeah. For one minute, a million dollars. Kubrick is like, when we were filming the moon landing, it was like. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, Stanley. <laughs> you mean that fuck party with masks scene? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, and then Tom Hanks as Mr. Fred the Rogers, uh, who, yeah, I don't know, set the record for most likable human in the 80s. Uh, and, you know, that they have that in common. They're incredibly likable uh, old white guys. Yeah. I... You know, the heroin storyline is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. To be dope sick and get through all those, you know... All of those episodes without sort of like losing it on the puppets, I think right. it's crazy. Yeah. It is it is interesting. Like the trailer, because there's not really a a genre that this fits into of just like, God, this guy's great. Yeah, Here's there's no darkness great. in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, it did there were some moments we were watching it together where it seemed like there was gonna be like a complicated you love affair yeah. between him arc? and the journalist. 
Uh, Probably between the journalists. I think, yeah, I think the journalist like wants to do some dirt on, like get some dirt out there on him, and he's just like, God damn it, it's he's like, too kind. It's like looking into God's eyes, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just it was weird. I, when even though I saw it, I was like, Oh, this is this is I like this story. I'm like, I don't know if there's a human being kind enough to portray like Tom Hanks. You know, fine, he looks okay as Mr. Rogers, but Mr. Rogers literally has some godlike quality to him that I'm not I don't know who can actually portray it accurately. I think that's why like why Tom got... Hanks with gray hair doing a southern accent. But right. I think that's why they got Tom Hanks cuz he's like the only actor you, right? Yeah. with that kind of credibility still. Yeah. Cuz it's probably the same thing as like what dirt can you find on Tom Hanks? That's probably the just all... that his Instagram is like lame. <laughs> yeah, but that's like dad's that's exactly stuff. that's and what I mean. Like, yeah, Mr. Rogers' need. fucking Instagram is probably Could lame there be too. Anybody who? Yeah, he's real into typewriters, man. It's a sickness. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. That'll be interesting to see. Like, that's going to be the conflict of the movie is how is whether they can find conflict. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe whether they can. Yeah. Um, well, he supported Kissinger dropping bombs on Cambodia or something like that. Maybe. Oh, really? Man, a lot of uh, I'm just, a lot of <laughs> mentions. Like, that's of... like a weird one. Where like, Look at yeah. this op-ed he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. That was made up. Uh, did you see some of the stuff he wore? He wrote right before Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh, Jesus! Yeah. A little. You can't use those. You couldn't use those words then. then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I really. A part of me though would I would see a comedy though where Mr. Rogers is a scumbag. Right. That to me, because I think as we watch the trailer, we so desperately needed conflict. Because like any trailer, you're like, there's a moment where someone goes, "You don't know me," something right. like that. Everything it looked like the whole fucking trailer was like one long hug. Yeah, which hey, but that's what man, Mr. Rogers is fun. I know, but that, I guess and now I'm realizing how cynical I've become. Like, I like where's hugs. the fucking death, man? Mm. Well, it's just there's never been a movie that had no conflict in it, right? Has there? I'm sure some. I can't yeah, somebody's going to tell us about tell it. Us, t- tell us what the first conflict free movie was. Yeah. Well, I think there's a reason we can't name it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This does seem like maybe one of those movies that, like, like Man on a Wire or whatever, where it's like a really good documentary. And then they were like, now we're going to turn it into a blockbuster 3D movie. Right. The footage of them doing the actual thing was pretty cool. Like you didn't necessarily need to see Tom. What Hanks was Homeboy's name? Who played him? The who played named guy? Oh, uh, John Louis Dreyfus. No, Julian Louis Dreyfus. Oh, what the fuck? What uh, was his name? Anna. That guy. You the know actor who he is. from Inception. Little guy. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. There he is. And he looked freaky as shit. I remember. That was the only thing I remember from that trailer. I was like, why does he have like CGI blue eyes? Somebody yeah. felt very off about that. Yeah, that is weird. Anyway. He had a weird run there. Because in Looper, he also had, they were like, rather than just be like, yeah, he's Bruce Willis. Just pretend they look alike. Yeah. They like put like, this nah. weird like prosthetic nose on him or something. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys. Get ready for those movies. We'll be right back. (laughs) And we're back. And time for the serious news of the day. 
There is an ongoing trial involving uh, activists who shut down a freeway in 2017, and you know L.A. does not fuck around when it comes to traffic, so uh, they are uh, going after a couple of the organizers of this demonstration, and as part of that, it has been revealed uh, that they had been infiltrated, this left-wing group, uh, they had been infiltrated by the LAPD. Undercover. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, as the LAPD says, they seem to be really concerned with not having another Charlottesville was the logic being applied. Right. And they mm-hmm. saw that the anniversary of Trump's election, the one year anniversary, could possibly bring out all kinds of people into the streets and some kind of unpredictable event. So right. that was that's when they said they're like, well, that's why we sent it. But on four separate occasions, this informant went to Echo Park United Methodist Church with a hidden recorder and was just recording conversations of this group called Refuse Fascism. And they've done a lot of like demonstrations across the U.S., but this was specifically for the L.A. chapter they were going into. And the logic was just like, we did it for safety. And that's actually why the LAPD also sent numerous spies to demonstrably violent alt-right and white national groups as well. Right. Oh, actually, wait, no, they fucking didn't. Because I don't know why. Because th- this is how law enforcement is working. Well, can I ask moment. a question? I mean, I'm not siding on uh, the law enforcement side yet. But th- this came out because of the trial that they had. Inf- that, that, but, like, they pr- who says that they're not in these other groups right now? The LAPD said they weren't. Oh, they came out and said that they weren't? They, so this yeah. was an anonymous informant who was talking about this and saying, you know, the thing about them wanting to avoid another Charlottesville, that famous uh, left-wing insurrection. <laughs> uh, but uh, they also, the informant also said, you know, the LA, or the LA Times asked them, well, were you doing the same thing with right-wing groups? And... Uh, he said, no, there there weren't any right-wing groups that we were worried about in the L.A. area. In that same time frame. So when right. they're worried about another Charlottesville, but would you, the reason they, they point to is that there wasn't enough organized activity. I, I understand what they said. No, yeah. and I understand. But my thought, my whole thought process is like, if there's people in still in those groups watching those people. Right. Like saying like, yeah. We we watch them too. Would just or I make think them... maybe f- they could limit it to like we we investigated or whatever. But I think it just seemed like. But I'm just saying that any of that invested like I read that book about the dude that infiltrated the Hell's Angels. Mm-hmm. That that dude like. Yeah, you're not gonna say yeah. We got some people in there. Right now. Or just it's like or they're dumb and they're like no we don't investigate them at all and they're like yeah yeah and then like the whole time they're in you know what I mean right like, sure so just like sometimes like. But I think just given the backdrop of how police have even collaborated in Sacramento to like with neo-Nazi groups to oh, like no, I'm not arrest saying that's people. Not. Well, yeah, but I mean like the way that typically when it comes to the sort of like Antifa versus white nationalism in the street type things, yeah. they typically side against or opposed to uh, the like left wing groups. And I guess with this one, too. They were thinking like, oh, something might happen. Ultimately, they were deemed to be like not a threat because even as a group, they're like, we're a nonviolent, you know, organization. We're here to actually bring awareness to these issues. Yeah. But, and then they shut down the interstate. Yeah. Well, I think at the same time, I think it's better than killing people. No, or I'm whatever. not saying that, but I'm just saying like, it is like, that's a good way to get attention to shut right. down the interstate. Sure. Like, yeah. I didn't mean that in a bad way. Oh, like, oh, oh, right, right, right. No, like, yeah. And that's what they did. Right. So like, the 
police were right. They were right. just like, these guys aren't going to hurt anybody. They were just going to do that. And I think, again, I, I think— I just think them saying, like, to the press— being like, no, nah, yeah, we're investigating the right wing groups too. Is like that's going to endanger whoever you have in that. Well, this 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 was the person who violent. the person who and who told them about this was uh, someone within the department who was sort of giving them a little bit additional commentary about the situation, like, but not an official, not giving an official statement as LAPD. It's just like a person working in. No, this and I mean, group. I yeah. still stand by what I said with that too, because that's just any of those political that leaks and all that that's right. all designed right yeah no that's fair hopefully I, and i'm hopefully not defending yeah oh, i'm I not mean, defending either party here i'm just saying like like taking <laughs> anonymous it's just one of those things where it's like all that undercover stuff is just fascinating to me because they're looking at everybody right because a they like to that's mm-hmm. part of their job right and then it's to like an individual basis when they're corrupt do you know right. what I mean? Like yeah. there are the the, and I think the white supremacist stuff is like in smaller towns. I'm sure it's here to a certain. No, degree. and I think I believe that where if you're looking strictly at the jurisdiction of the LAPD, like you're probably going to have more on your hands if you're working for like the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department yes. and things like that, where there's just mostly white people, yeah. which yeah. is yeah. the funniest part of. All and I of think, that. but I guess this is all set against a backdrop. Backdrop too, where you have Ted Cruz being like, "We need to label Antifa a terrorist organization or whatever," and it's purely just to be like, "We need to find a way to kneecap as many demonstrators yes. or people who are speaking out against this shit as possible or intimidate them." And it's not even to me; it isn't about the like, are they looking at right right wing groups as much as left wing groups? As in so much as they are infiltrating left wing groups, which ha- will have a chilling effect on people wanting to demonstrate or get active well, that's you might think. part of the whole thing too yeah. is like they just say it and then both sides get paranoid right sure do you know what i mean that's just it's it's easy and that's what they want more than anything is infighting on both groups so that yeah they're not gonna but then russia wants to just have two different sides on the same street corner having a demonstration right right but now yeah. there's like nine different sides yeah yeah well that's that's their design too <laughs> And, yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, against a, a national backdrop of, you know, d- where people are arrested for white supremacist, like, plots to blow up an apartment building, and it just, like, doesn't even make a the front page of a national newspaper. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, it's just people don't view, there's, like, something about right-wing nationalism that causes people to just not be able to categorize it as a dangerous terrorist threat, even though when it's usually happened two sets of poor people mad that they're still poor and blaming it on the wrong people. Right. If we're being honest, that's what usually the whole thing is. Yeah. Just frustrated. They can't get what they've been promised. Right. And then the leaders that typically attempt to unite the two, they're doesn't end really, up well. They don't really like, want don't it. let them connect the dots. They don't want, we don't want to teach children how to handle money in school. Why would we teach them that? <laughs> right. Yeah. There, there's a special club that you have to uh, give controlled access to that teaches you how to make money off of people who don't know. But I have money. a seminar that I'm doing in Irvine <laughs> right. at the Ramada Inn. Yeah. I will let you in on the secret. Can you give us a little taste of what we might learn? I can't. Okay. I can't. And how much is it? 
It is $3,000 a person. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. For but a, when you think about all, all the money you're going to make? Afterwards, I mean, yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. It, it costs negative $170,000. Well, just, I mean, imagine this right now. Think about all the money you're losing right now as mm-hmm. we speak. Thinking, using your brain, mm-hmm. how much money are you losing right, right now? See? Thinking. He's going to turn your brain into a weapon, Miles. Mm-hmm. It's going to yeah. be a, <laughs> a weapon. Turn for your brain into- off so you can make money. money. There you go. <laughs> turn your empathy off. Turn right. it off. Yeah. Bring it to me. Well, speaking of making money and poor people, uh, we're all going to be poor soon, uh, according to Elizabeth Warren. That actually could have been like an intro from uh, Tucker. Yeah, I was going to say the, the, the <laughs> According to cadence. Elizabeth Warren. We're I told you to be Betty, poor. in here, I told you. Well, Elizabeth Warren was kind of ahead of the whole subprime mortgage crash. So far ahead. <laughs> she was like in 2004, like, when all the the big short people like had no idea what was going on, Elizabeth Warren was like, "There's a bunch of really bad shit." Yeah, like, she's like, "Families are getting deeper into debt," and then she's yeah. like, "These subprime mortgages aren't good; they're deceptive." Mm-hmm. And it was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Shut up, lady! I got Pipe some down. money. <laughs> I can't hear you on my fucking yacht. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, now she in a in her you know she's been posting so much on on Medium. Plans and everything. She's right now. She's sort of sounding alarm bells or pointing to a few different ones in the economy. That to her, she's like, "We this is this is getting bad." Uh, and there's sort of three main points. The first being like household debt, uh, because right now between student loan debt, which has uh, more than doubled since the financial crisis, there's that impacting American credit card debt, which is at it's matching its peak from 2008. There's Auto loan debt that we've talked about before, how many people are like- I've been saying that for years. Who are upside down on car loans. Yeah. Because yeah. you see people in those giant trucks and you're like, not this many people can't afford those. I'm like, is everyone balling out of fucking control? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Tight. And then someone's like, no, it's a, it's a prime. They just say it. Right. And you're like, you guys. <laughs> right. And yeah, and like a lot of those uh, loans are written basically in very similar characteristics to those like home loans also. Um, and then when you just look at, there's like 30% of adults in the country have debts that are in collections. It's like, okay, that's one thing. Meaning there's so much financial stress on households right now that there isn't much flexibility where any kind of downturn happened. It could just set off a chain of events. Then you talk about corporate debt. They're also heavily in debt and it's only been going up. It's jumped 40%, uh, since Trump took office in terms of corporations that are, uh, getting involved in leveraged lending. So that's another systemic risk. And those loans for businesses are also uh, very similar in terms of their characteristics to pre-2008 subprime mortgages, which are poorly underwritten and like not many protections and all the debts sold to investors. Then manufacturing recession. The fact that, you know, for the first time ever, average hourly wage for manufacturing workers has dropped below the national average. So, you know, she's like, okay, well, if that doesn't scare you, she's like, consider this, the yield curve. For the first time since 2007, it, it has inverted, um, and the curve has inverted before each and every, as she says, each and every recession in the past half century with only one false signal. Hmm. Um, but she has a plan. It's vote for me. Right. But yeah, it's true. So She's like, we need to reduce now. student debt, you know, raise wages, limit corporate debt, get manufacturing base healthy. But a lot of these very progressive things that are so like, first, we need to eliminate the stress on households that they're experiencing financially. Right. But uh, will we move in that direction? I'm, I don't know. 
I mean, that is the question is whether this is, you know, like she's not viewing this through the same eyes as she was when she was, you know, a professor in 2004 telling us that shit was about to hit the fan. Now she has a presidential election that she has to be thinking about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that that has to influence her in one way or another, because, you know, if the economy just keeps going in the same positive direction that this probably hurts her chances. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure before, at the very least, before she came out with these warnings, she had to convince a bunch of, you know, campaign analysts and investors that uh, this was the right thing to do. What investors? Yeah, I guess not investors. She didn't have investors. Yeah. But I think that's the thing. I think just from being an economist and understanding all of these factors, I think the thing that will probably connect most to people is the the topic of household debt. Well, yeah, right? and I think she can't say what the cause is without confusing everyone either because she can't explain like okay let's take the panama papers okay right. this is blah blah <laughs> right. blah and then what they're they've hoarding done, their wealth right. and what right. they've done is this right through, through through a series of just shell companies and these countries that you think you know and understand as countries aren't they're just kind of shells of countries right. Right. that they're laundering money and so what these evil mafioso oligarchs kind of people are doing is now they've installed a dingbat who is systematically trying to destroy this financial system right. and they're doing a great job because of the Koch brothers and all these other people are helping them because they want to rule the world right meanwhile you're like i need a ford escape hybrid battery yes <laughs> yes right it's like oh right okay household debt let's yes. take right. it there first yes. yeah 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 because i mean i think that's the thing that gets lost on people sometimes is when you really try and school people on like what's the real forces at work. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. Uh, please just relate it to like my in front of me experience. It's probably like, okay, do you have student debt? Yeah. How come the money I go and make and work as hard as humanly possible isn't enough to do life? Right. <laughs> right. That's the question. Yeah. Answer Why is that, that fucking question. Why is yeah. that? Yeah. Um, well, there's this thing called the Panama Paper. No! <laughs> no. 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 It all started with a guy named Adam Smith. Uh, a man, a plan, a canal, Panama. <laughs> no, 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 wrong. Um, I was just looking at the 538. Like they, they have this chart where you can look at presidential approval like over time compared to past presidents. And I was comparing Trump's to... George H.W. Bush, because his, you know, campaign for re-election, failed campaign for re-election because he lost to Clinton, was kind of defined by the country going into a uh, recession. But at this point in his presidency, the point that Trump's at right now, uh, Trump is negative 10 points. So he's has more people disapproving of him than approving of him by 10 points. Uh, Bush was at plus 50 because the economy was still fucking banging. And then... Uh, and he could speak in front of human beings. Right. So without. people were like, hey, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it just... Things can turn bad quickly. And if they do, that would probably be bad for Trump. But I don't know. It also might just be a totally different thing these days where uh, approval doesn't fluctuate as much as it used to because... Most people have already made up their mind about what side they're on. Yeah. That was one thing I saw in Texas. I was just driving out in the middle of nowhere, and there was a dude with a stand that sold mega gear. Uh, just like it was 
lemonade or he something. Was, like, well, was it officially looked, licensed? Uh, what I did was I, I looked know, at some analytics, and I was like, <laughs> what is this spot in the middle of nowhere? Right, right exactly. Turns out these two houses buy the most <laughs> MAGA gear. <laughs> and there I was right. Miles Muller is going to be testifying publicly. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's happening. Uh, is it? What yep. do we need to know? What is what is happening? I mean, look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's finally <laughs> going to testify publicly on camera. I know he's right. been doing it at parties all over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think what we're calling Cliff's Notes for dumb fuck politicians who can't be bothered to carry out their constitutional oath. Uh-huh. Uh, because considering most of the country and most legislators have not read the thing, um, this I think is going to be... A, Hopefully, could be a good opportunity in the court of public opinion to hear from the guy who wrote it give answers. Right. But again, I'm not quite sure. I think, I think he feels frustrated. Yeah, I think I he does Because there's too. no precedent really for what's happening. Yeah, and, and I think he's like, yo, I thought I made it pretty goddamn clear right. twice. Right. And we'll see what happens because you're on one side, you're going to have uh, the Democrats being like, this is why I should be reelected and grandstanding a little bit. And then Republicans will be like, the fucking steel dossier. Just, right. you know. I've sp- never seen an outrageous, outrageous. Uh, the unwired, unwarranted wiretappings. What you're doing to these men <laughs> is. Uh, sir, sir, wake up, wake up. No, 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 no. Wave some Doritos under his nose. Inward. 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 Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, please. Huh? That's how I wake <laughs> up inward. <laughs> but yeah, so on, you know. Right now, Jerry Nadler believes that that Mueller's going to be coming with the heat, but we'll see because right now the the word is, according to reports, the Democrats actually have a plan, not rather than just completely mm, disjointed, incoherent like fragments of questions mm, being screamed no, out. No. I know. Hey, no. look, I don't know. We'll see because this is what they're claiming. Uh, they at the moment. Uh, so the way they're going to split it up first is that. In the Judiciary Committee, which Jerry Nadler heads up, all their questions are going to be focused on obstruction. Right. Just Mueller, tell us about obstruction. And I feel like that's going to be an easy one when mm-hmm. you consider everything that was in the report. Um, and then from the Intel Committee, which will well, he'll go after, or I'm not sure the order, but at the Intel Committee, which is Adam Schiff's committee, they're going to focus on Russia. And... So the whole thing is, as the reporting goes, it says lawmakers are rereading the Mueller report. Rereading. Oh, good. So you read yeah. it before. Uh-huh. Um, sure. <laughs> and watching his past congressional appearances while committee staff are working to divide up the questions for lawmakers in a way that will be logical to millions of television viewers. Um, Democrats on both committees. <laughs> I bet it won't. I bet it won't. <laughs> Democrats on both committees are preparing a carefully tailored script to split up questions among their members to try and present a cohesive narrative inc- for and illuminating the, first the details time in decades. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I don't. We'll see. Is this all day tomorrow. For the it's I think it's a long yeah like during the day. That's, yeah, that's starting at five eight thirty Eastern. Five a.m. Pacific. Oh, yeah, I'm glad I got a baby. I'll be up. There you yeah, go. That's right. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, and that, hold your baby tight as you watch right. it all watch go this. down. It's all gonna burn down after this. <laughs> For me, that was the royal wedding between Harry and oh, Meghan. Wow. That was a thing that I never would have seen uh, were it not for, the for fact baby. That I had a baby. Were it uh, not for baby. But yeah, Trump is very relaxed. He's like, he better not. He better not test. It could be very bad for him. 
Really? Not sure what that is. Is he fuck, saying that? that? Yeah, he's, he tweeted Just that shit. Sending <laughs> out mafia threats? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the language he speaks. I thought right. Matt Gates usually does that for him, but uh, this time is like, it can be, be very, very bad. bad. It can like, be bad right. for him. The anvil fall on him while he's walking in. Right. Yeah, or a piano. You don't know an Acme Company piano. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, I think at best it might get uh, more coverage on Fox where they'll be like, I can't believe Mueller said this stuff out loud. That's true. Right. Um, but meanwhile, I, th- I think that's really what. I think if I, anything, it's just a, it'll be one more glaring thing to hopefully help in primaries and all that again. Right. right. Yeah. Like I don't know. If, just, yeah. You're just convincing a small, like two more percent of the population of the United States. Yeah. Like, hey, seriously. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, oh fuck. Okay. I mean, well, if he said it. Hey, right. is it bad? <laughs> yeah. We talked before about how it wasn't the Washington Post reporting that like turned America on Watergate and on Nixon. It was televised hearings, right, right, like yeah. that Congress had basically that people were like, "Oh, it became like very uh, a hot thing to watch." It was like the OJ trial of its time, uh, except it mattered, and that's the first thing that like because I think well, Washington Post report Americans haven't liked to read for a long time and so the washington post reporting i think was similar to the Mueller report like a lot of people are like whoa this is really bad right but, uh took somebody on tv being like whoa this is really bad for them to be like i think this is bad i mean they were even <laughs> doing like dramatic readings like on fucking broadway and shit to get right. people to care yeah yeah so yeah i mean i think you know i guess because everyone interprets everything through video or tv now yeah, may I th- hopefully it will, or it'll just be another example of like, nah, yeah, well, see, I guess everyone is so their minds are so made up. You could even have Robert Mueller being like, yeah, if I were able to uh, make charges, I would have. Right. Well, he already kind of said that. That's right, but he had to be very. He only elegant. kind yeah. of said it. Before. That's the thing. He has to be. You know, he's trying to be a company man about right. it and not be like, well, see, it's not appropriate for me to do that because I respect this. Yeah, guideline. No, I see what you're saying. I'm but, just saying, like, yeah. he already said that. Yeah, right? but if you if you can actually interpret words and right, get yeah. the meaning, the underlying meaning of things, you'd be like, oh, this is bad. And he's basically saying, if I if I was able to, I would, but yeah. I can't. Like the whole time, somebody's just like, why are you winking? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, do you need, do you need a tissue or something? Why is he putting his thumb on his nose and then you waving got weird his fingers? Eye. Like this? <laughs> Who has ever done that to indicate that? Oh, yeah, I'm doing that. You okay, dude? (laughs) That's the the next step after winking. Winking, yeah. Uh Oh, uh or just thumbs down fart sound. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't charge. Right. Um, well, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, there's also the the idea that before he was acting in his official capacity, like the only time we've heard him or seen his writing was when he was acting in his official capacity as the uh, whatever FBI special director? counsel. Oh. Uh, so now, like some people thought that he was officially resigning that post in that press conference. So that he could then like speak Tattle. as a private. Oh, yeah, as just the homie Bob. Right. Like, Yo. Yeah, that would be amazing if he just sat down, loosened his tie, yeah. and said, "You don't have Robert today. You got no. Bob. You got Bob here. What you motherfuckers need to know? Go for Bob. Go for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, some Republican tries today. to spin it. Right. You have like Mark Meadows being like, "Isn't that true?" He's like, dude, shut the fuck up, man. Right. With that dumb shit. I'm here to he, fucking spit facts. Yeah, he sits down and just tweets. 
at Trump. You better turn on your TV, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, you're going to love this. <laughs> Ow! All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Oh, Miles is still doing the <laughs> thumb nose thing. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, very, very three stooges. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> the subtlety Uh-oh. of. <laughs> what of are you No, the president's an innocent man. <laughs> whoop, whoop. No collusion, no obstruction. Uh, <laughs> so we wanted to, you know, use the time we have left to talk about Disney. Uh, first of all, because they announced an airline. There might be a Disney airline so, uh, similar to Disney Cruises. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I believe it. You would get to fly the friendly skies with, uh, you know, most people, uh, and I know this from this weekend, most people, when they see an infant get on the plane, just like one infant, they're like, fuck, yeah, like, stay away from me. Uh, we had, fuck, stay we, away from me, baby. Right. Literally, we had a woman shooting our baby, like, the most openly dirty looks. Like, no. During yeah. the whole thing. No, they yeah, they did do that. Yeah. yeah, she was just like, oh, like making oh, why was that, kid crying? making that noise with her. No, he was just, just at like the sight of a like, biracial child. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it was. And I laughed fucking wholeheartedly. <laughs> uh, well, it's that it, it's people's. I fly a lot, so you start noticing it's people's anxiety comes out in weird ways. Yes, yes. is yeah. what it is. And they're like, "Oh, this baby, that's going to ruin my whole right. flight." And yeah, that's Once, what I'm going to focus on instead of being terrified of being in this flight. Yeah, that's too. True. And I will use my confirmation <laughs> yeah, bias right. to make it so. Yeah, yeah like I will put out this energy, like noise canceling headphones. If you fly a lot, that's the best thing because it really you, is great. It's because it not only does it like you can't really hear much, but you can hear what you need to. Also, when you put it on, people also have that need. If they sit next to you, they some people's anxiety is to just chat your ear off. Right. They don't know they're doing it. Right. Because they're not normally impolite people. You watch them. Everything else they do is very polite. Right. But they just don't know that they're like, so where are you going? And mm-hmm. what are you going? Like, and who's when, there? And when you get there, like, who's going to be there? Right. Do you know people when yes, you I travel do. and stuff? As I said, it's my home. That's where is I come. Is it? Now, like. You do it a lot. I'm sorry, I can't, my 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 nose canceling headphones. Right. I can't I just, hear you. Miss. Oh, hey, one more. No, one no, more. Sorry. So I got noise canceling headphones. Leave me the fuck alone, okay? <laughs> I got noise canceling headphones, uh, and promptly started traveling only with my kids, so I couldn't use them. But I'm gonna start bringing them and giving them to people who are sitting next to us because oh, that, wow. that's the that's most stressful nice. thing as a parent is that you're like annoying the shit out of sure. People. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, and they're not in ear ones. So, uh, yeah, that's, what's that's my the, plan where now. do we fall on that? Cause you know, like a lot of people are like, baby shouldn't be allowed on planes. <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I agree, man. Come it, to my website. No babies on planes. Dot. I sit in the back of planes usually because that's, and that's usually <laughs> where thoughtful parents go. Right. Is in the yeah. back of the plane. I because it doesn't really bother me. Like, uh, I yeah, can fall I'm asleep so used and, to hearing. Yeah. Like I've accepted babies as a part of the fuselage noise. And very rarely is one like just screaming for three straight hours. Right. right. Yeah, it's yeah, usually yeah. on takeoff and landing when a lot of adults are kind of bitching and moaning because yeah. they're like, my ears hurt and stuff. And you're like, it yeah. does it every time. We're <laughs> right. changing pressure real quick, you guys. Just yawn. Yeah. yeah. Or here's some chew gum, gum for gum? here's some chew gum for chew my gum, section. Huh? Here you go. Chew gum. Here, I'm chew every, gum by I'm Billy everybody's Wayne. dad here in the back. <laughs> Let's have a chew. 
I love giving someone a piece but of But I think the Disney airline an active chew. might have, it seems like a lot of their business is like sort of focused on like, hey, we get it. You have a family, you want to go on a trip. Right. Why not just fucking come to our thing seems where like they'll be so stimulated. You have, that's why I brought up all the baby stuff. It seems it's like so this is a thing that is designed to have lots of babies, but it's like designed to just be like, Free reign. It's yeah. for the it's for the kids. And they're saying flights will be visited by some of Disney's favorite characters. You're damn right, they better. And be. the pilots addressed from the cockpit will come from none other than Captain Buzz Lightyear. Oh shit! Oh well, I just but got Buzz off- Lightyear is a is a notoriously like oblivious character who always thinks he's doing something. Like yep. that, he's not actually doing. So someone that might will, actually be under, unnerving. Someone who will ignore their co-pilot constantly. <laughs> I've got this. Don't he's worry. just in the back talking to people. Like, hey, yeah. how you doing? No, there's an autopilot. <laughs> it's like, it's right. Fuck, so I, I can't reach that lever. To and I'll be this honest, goddamn costume. Buzz Lightyear has got a buzz today. Yeah, that's right. what I'm telling you, kids. <laughs> but yeah. I did better. Think, I'm not even yeah. in the cockpit right now. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm flammable, man. All right. I found a headline from 2022 actually that says pilots cumbersome Buzz Lightyear costume to blame in fatal Disney air crash. What? So imagine that. What that makes sense? Wait, what? Is, why does that make sense? That's a joke because yeah. I'm not a time traveler. Oh. I'm envisioning a cockpit. Where I was just going on with the joke. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, I don't what? know why you were so confused. <laughs> the I just Jack, I just got back from 2022, man. I gotta tell you a lot of shit. <laughs> I, yeah, didn't I was hear just you doing say 2022. I didn't mean. <laughs> Wait, what year is it? <laughs> You, like literally, uh, the reason this fooled me so much is because you wrote it in, in the, the headline yeah. font. <laughs> Put it in a doc. Like hey man, that. he reads whatever's on the doc. You know, can't, can't, can't. go fuck yourself, Miles Gay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, uh, that was a good impression. You're fired. Me too. You're fucking fired too. <laughs> All right, and then finally, we want to talk about Disney just crushing it at the Bo this weekend. Bafo Bo. For Disney and The Lion King. And uh, somebody in the Washington Post, Dan Hasler Forrest, wrote an article that I actually like about how The Lion King, uh, as a fable, is actually pro-fascism. Oh. Uh, no, it is Hamlet. Like, literally <laughs> beat for beat, it's Hamlet. But uh, So they're allegorizing uh, human power structures with the predator-prey relationships in the animal kingdom. Oh, boy. So that inevitably suggests that there are like superior people who rule over their subjects because they are inferior to them in like the natural order of things. Um, and the hyenas are fucked up when you think about it. like The hyenas are just treated like shit, like the only thing that Scar does to like gain power is like, I will not starve you to death. And they're like, all right. Like, that's, oh, right. Yeah. That, and because <laughs> he needs hyena gang to back him right. up. Right. And they're like, yeah, that's Nazi shit like that. <laughs> Saying not to starve the uh, <laughs> underclass. That's bullshit. Um, it, I was watching a video that the dude uh, in the Washington Post article links off to where a guy. Uh, talks about the sound of music and how it's a similar thing where like textually it's about like the good guys are Nazi fighters and the bad guys are Nazis. But then when you look at like the actual imagery, like the iconography 
pits like the good guys are these agrarian country people who are like the Aryan ideal and the Nazis are like these metropolitan bureaucratic like basically the Nazi stereotype of like the metropolitan Jewish influence and he's basically saying that like implicitly the movie is giving you the ideals of the Nazis while textually like explicitly it's like yeah Nazis are bad though and this guy's kind of making the same point about the Lion King uh, in the sense that it's, you know, th- this superior race that is better looking because all uh, Disney movies come down to good looking versus bad people are good and bad looking people are bad. Uh, but these genetically superior rulers uh, should be able to kill and eat their their like inferior uh subjects well if we're being like i don't want to uh if you take out the sound of music comparison it's what happens when you try to personify nature right yeah that's true you can't like right. it's gonna get confused because you're gonna put personalities from your weird perspective on whatever way you view that animal or whatever. You right. Know what? So that that's that to me is the foundation of where I can be like, ah, you can make that argument about any perspective when you do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then no, with the sound of music, my thought was like, it comes down to like art like that also comes down to commerce and they're trying to sell that movie to mostly rural people because that's where most of the population was. Right. So that's who the that's who the protagonist needed to be. So they the most people go see that movie relate to and they also need the poor people to be ready to fight. Yeah. Because they're the ones that need to go fight. So Yeah, I I feel like there is an inherent like romanticism about agrarian, like pure rural communities in just like anywhere, including modern Hollywood, like in the Hunger Games, it's like the weirdos from the city are trying to control the like poor scrappy outsiders from the the country. Uh, Jason Pargin from Cracked wrote about this a lot. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like it might just be something that naturally appeals to like there, that is like a an ideal, like a myth that uh, a lot of white people want to believe in. And like that's what got them in trouble in Germany in the first place was like how attractive they found that idea of like the pure white people from the country who are, you know, going back to nature and back to their roots. Because like even in Star Wars, when you like put it in a different circumstance, like that's the same archetype that they go to. It's like city bad, bureaucrats bad. And well, they need to simplify it too to get, Dum-dums on their side and then have the people in between fall in line because it's also easier to believe what you're being told if you look a certain way and then they're taking everyone else away. Right. So I think that there's like a nuance to – and that's the problem with like (laughs) – if you go and I base a lot of what – where I have problems with movies and stuff is like when people want to do this with movies especially – is because of how they cast and write movies, is pure archetype. Right. So they lose, it becomes idealistic just through what you're trying to get across to as many people as possible. Right. So it, it might not be the, as 
diabolical as we think it oh, is and just more just like well we need a bad guy and a good guy so all the dum-dums go to the thing on saturday i don't think it's consciously diabolical at all i think it's the shortest line between two spaces like they like the quickest way to make money is to appeal to the baser instincts yes. and the baser ideals of the people and therefore you know, I I always think of movies as sort of mining what is already in the national like heart and soul and mind. So like Green Book, right? Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So it's it's not a you know necessarily a condemnation of the movies so much as it's just a, a reflection of you know some dark shit that's already there. But anyways, I just wanted to talk about this article because Fox News was freaking out about it and talking about how it's like liberal overreach and you know uh political correctness out of gone out of control and the exact same argument happened after the 1994 lion king where people pointed out the like some of the hyenas seemed to like embody black stereotypes and jewish stereotypes and uh there's just like some weird messaging hidden in there and people freaked out and said that it was liberal overreach and you couldn't you know, it was political correctness run riot, and that was right before uh, the Republicans shocked everybody and uh, took the 1994 midterms. Uh, so, just, well, they 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 just reached into the playbook. They right. probably topped Lion King into the whatever right. database, yeah. and they're like, oh, we already have the story. Oh, great! Yeah. This is great. Right. We just have to change it around a little bit because they're just older now. Right. Who we're yelling at? There you go. Uh, all right. Well, oh, wait, I, I do have one question, though. Yes. You know, with all of this, does the dust still spell out sex? <laughs> that is <laughs> the question. Good. Who is it? Nala? Who who rests down on the dust? Was it and, Simba? And the poppies, right? Yeah, and then oh, he's like on that cliff, and then the shit spells sex. He jumps right. in like flowers, right? And the pollen comes up. Whatever it is, is the sex yeah. in there? Yeah. Because yeah, that's I, what we need. I'm, I mean, I get it. Question. Look, there is, there is creeping authoritarianism and fascism in this country, but like, what are we teaching our kids with dust? Right. Fuck. What if it said fuck this That's, time? They're like, hey, the updated uh, version. <laughs> it goes in the dust. Kids know fuck. more now. Like, it's not sex. It's or it says fuck. yeet. Or it just says yeet. fucking. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> hashtag fucking. <laughs> <laughs> not even subtle. Um, <laughs> well, Billy Wayne, it's been a pleasure having you. It's always, always a pleasure. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, if you Google Billy Wayne Davis, all that stuff comes up. How about that? I forgot to mention up top that you are a great stand-up comedian. I am a stand-up comedian. Isn't that true? Yes, I'm a great one. You are a great. I am very One of the greats. With a great album. Yes. Great special. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we're still fucking, not fucking. Uh Uh-oh. No, it's all good. It's just, (laughs) you know. No, there's just like little parts and Mm -hmm. things that take longer than you want to. When do you think, when when can we expect to be blessed with the special? Oh, I wouldn't even, if I said something, it would, something would happen tomorrow that would change the whole thing. Well, when it comes out, you'll know, because it was, oh. Yeah, brilliant. I'm very this proud is the of one it. that's in the works, but you already have a live album. Yes, that's I have really a, good. At, yeah, just Billy Wayne Davis and all that stuff comes up. Okay. Yes. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, yeah, I pulled it up because usually I stall, but this one. Do you guys know who Ted Travelstead is? He's mm-hmm. a yeah, writer. why do I know that? He's a, he's a very, very funny writer. Um, he's done a, It would take too long to name all the funny stuff he's done, but this one just cracks. This is just a great insight into his Twitter and his mind. He's like that. Eight worst foods to avoid at all costs. Number one, shrimp. Number two, bandanas. Number, th- <laughs> <laughs> Number three, scab getty. <laughs> scab getty. <laughs> Number four, ear meat. <laughs> Number five, food judge. 
I don't even know what that means. Six, cancer salad. Seven, <laughs> sticky mess. And number eight, wet tooth pie. <laughs> oh, God. That's it. <laughs> Ear meat. Yeah, just all bandanas. Don't eat yeah. those. Yeah, no. don't eat those. Those. Stop yeah, eating those. Oh, uh, knees weak, arms are heavy. That's right. Mom's scabgetti. Anytime <laughs> I think I'm a dingbat and the way I put words together is really clever, I, I go on Ted's Twitter. I'm like, oh, I'm still nothing. <laughs> Genius. Um, Miles, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Uh, a couple tweets I like. One uh, is from Caitlin Goldblatt, who quote tweeted uh, another tweet from, I don't know, someone who's uh, like a conservative Christian online that says, sex was created by God for marriage between a husband and wife, not for a boyfriend and girlfriend that are dating. And then she quote tweeted that, and Caitlin says, sex was created in 1984 by Prince when he released Purple Rain. <laughs> that's just a fact. I mean, that's it's that's in the Bible you also. Can't, can't. So Yeah. Go back to Genesis. Yeah, it retroactively just popped the, in there. The ink just, yeah, came out. He's go back to Genesis, Phil Jackson. Yeah, go back or to Phil Collins. Collins. <laughs> Phil Jackson, Phil fuck. J- I like feel that. like that girl Go is... back to Genesis, Phil Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk uncle. Like, hey, I was in Genesis. <laughs> hey, go we back keep to... telling you this. You're a coach. <laughs> no, I was a tambourine player in Journey. Mm, I was a Nick. No, nah, you don't know. Look at the video. Uh, and also from Reductress... Woman cobbles together sad little meal from Starbucks snack case. Oh, God. I don't know why. That could have been that's any human. Too close yeah, to that's what home. I know. That was one of the things. I'm like, damn. If you've ever like been in a rush but had fucking no option mm. but needed like a meal's worth of calories, and you're like, fuck it. But you know what's even sadder together. is when you do that for your kid. Yeah, I've done you're it like, too. Yeah, no, this is a meal, uh, buddy. Yeah, you're like, yeah. but they it's don't a mind meal, it. Half of a protein plate. <laughs> no, you're like, here, eat this almond butter. Can right. I get those sous vide egg bites? They're right. like, oh, we stopped serving those. No, but the ones that are in the display case right here. <laughs> Can I go back to the right. other tweet that you were like, the guy, like, mm-hmm. about the sex? Mm-hmm. Like, don't you feel like she's subtweeting her boyfriend who's like, come on, let's do it? And she's like, hey, this is for a man and a woman who are right. married, not boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. And he's like, ah, yeah. come on. Oh, she's subtweeting her horny boyfriend? Yes. Right. That's what it reads like. Oh, okay. More I mean, than more than Based more on than her righteous. bio, I don't even think she would get mixed up with somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> she makes it clear. Yeah, their, her bio so, reads okay, the, so from funny. the person who tweeted 41,000 followers. Damn. So I don't. She's she's doing her thing. Damn. You don't the think there's any verse. even floating going on? Oh, there's definitely floating going. On. Okay. People float. But yeah. she says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the okay, name of the yeah, Father yeah, and right. of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a left. But flight. no, amen. Damn. No amen on that. All right. Damn. Well, uh, Andrew Durso tweeted, TV executive, we need a comedian to star in our new sitcom, The Janitor, a young Jerry Seinfeld. Why is it you mop up a floor, but you wipe down a counter? <laughs> TV executive. Oh, my God. Hey, kid. The janitor, young Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. TV executive. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we write out on Miles what's that going to be here? this is a remix of a track by the group 79.5 a New York band uh, radio station uh, is that an actual station? Oh, no, no this no, doesn't go down doesn't go down that low man 
fuck. Oh, I really embarrassed myself there. Uh, this track's called Terrorize My Heart, but the disco dub version. Uh, and I'm telling you, man, Toe Tapper. It's Toe Tapper. Toe Tapper. All right. Yeah, more subtle than the ones that break yeah, this, your... This was, yeah, this ain't putting honey fully in your hips. Well, it depends on what you're, how honeyed your hips are. Right. But uh, I, I found myself tapping my toes doing some housework. Well, guys, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow uh, because it is a daily podcast, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Hashtag fucking. Hashtag Billy Wayne Davis. <laughs> <laughs>